This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. All right. Um, well, kind of a special edition of the podcast this afternoon. Um, you all know me. My name is Chris. I'm the director for Young People's Ministries at Discipleship Ministries and also the executive director of Congregational Vitality and Intentional Discipleship. And I've got two really awesome special guests with me today. I have AJ and Sam, who are two juniors at Asbury University. They happen to both be media communications majors, so I expect them to be like the best podcast that we've ever done. And they have agreed to hang out with me for a couple of minutes today to talk about the revival that happened at Asbury University in, well, gosh, it it would have been in 2023. So we're a year after the fact right now. Uh, AJ and Sam, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it, Chris. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pumped that you guys are here as well. Um, so for those that don't know where Asbury University is, um, could you guys just kind of like tell us a little bit about where it is in Kentucky, what the campus usually looks like? Yeah, so it's a very small town. I mean, we've got two stoplights and a subway and a small Chinese restaurant. That's about all other than the university in the town. And it's in uh, it's in eastern Kentucky. It's uh, kind of below Lexington area, about 25 minutes south from there. So. Very small. I'm sure that the population is mostly made up of students from Asbury, quite frankly. So very small, very, very beautiful, though, very peaceful, uh, great little area. Well, and that was part of what was so interesting about the revival stuff as it started to take place. Right. Because um, if I'm remembering the story correctly, uh, I mean, it really just started out of a very regular and frequent worship service that the students are invited to participate in on campus and then kind of grew into something bigger, right? Yeah, uh, basically, um, the part of the story that usually doesn't get specifically uh, told is that there was certainly build up to that moment. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some people tell the story, I've heard people tell the story that Chapel was was very glo- doom and gloom that day, and then boom, something crazy happens. And I would not necessarily say that's accurate. Um, a lot of hearts were being changed for the uh, couple previous years, building up to that moment. There was there 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 was a very defined build up to the outpouring, and hearts were changing um, prior to the event itself. Uh, hence, why something like this can happen in the first place is people are willing to listen to the Lord. So, uh, what one what one story specifically that was very interesting is, uh, I'd say me and AJ and a lot of the different guys were leaning in, pushing in a lot, trying to listen to what the Lord wanted from us. Two weeks beforehand, Asbury's kind of known for uh, every once in a while having something like this. Uh, distinctly, the nineteen seventies revival was also a pretty mm-hmm. and um. About two weeks out from the outpouring, and of course, so we call it, we, by the way, we call it the outpouring usually at Asbury, uh, the revival, but because we don't know, we don't, we don't have the confidence to define it as anything specific yet. It was an outpouring of the spirit. So we're confident in that at the very least. Um, But about two weeks out, I had the urge to research and look up what the 1970s revival was for the first time, just completely out of the blue. I'd been going to school there for two years and I just out of the blue was like, 
I want to know what this was. Um, and I think that was God's way of easing me into that. I, I tend to be skeptical, not in a not in a bad way, but in a careful way. And I think God was making me comfortable with that idea beforehand. And AJ, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I was the day before the outpouring started that Tuesday. Um, I was at Sam's house helping him with a project with a couple of other people there. And when me and like three other guys drove home that night, we two of two of us had been from the area. So we just randomly had this conversation about what the 1970 revival was like with the guy in the back who had just talked to Sam about it. <laughs> oh, crazy. Like, yeah. like the night before, like right before it happened, we like, because we didn't really know what it was all about. And he was like describing it to us and he was like, yeah, it was like a couple of days straight of just like worship and like for like testimonies for like a couple of days straight. And I was like, wow, that sounds crazy. <laughs> and then of course the very next day, yeah, yeah you know, it happens again. It was, so it really was a fascinating thing. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I was looking at a group of students at Asbury. And I was seeing what God was doing. I was like, if something like this were to happen again, I, I, I find it reasonable that the Lord could be doing it through us. And I said that on Sunday and then Wednesday, uh, well, something crazy happened. That's your setup for the, uh, the outpouring. <laughs> well, for sure. And I mean, I, I think, you know, in the, in the Methodist tradition, right? Like there is the idea that, um, we're kind of surrounded by God. We're kind of surrounded by grace all the time. Um, and the shape that it takes or the things that it inspires us to do or inspires communities to take on, um, really can be different from time to place to anything else, right? Um, and, you know, from a distance, what was interesting for me, you know, kind of reading the stories as they started to emerge, um, from last year, um, really was sort of about the impact that this ongoing worship had, um, kind of on the student body, but also, I guess, on the, the town and the university itself, right? Because like, as you guys mentioned, smaller town, usually quieter. Um, and then word gets out and, you know, revivals or outpourings or those kind of things had been happening before the term viral probably ever got coined, but it was like, you know, the story got picked up and started to be shared in a really grassroots way. And then people wanted to show up and start to be a part of it. So from your guys' perspective, um, you know, how did that kind of change campus or how did the administration do in, you know, making sure to take care of the students that were there in addition to allowing other people to participate? Yeah, well, at Esri, we weren't really used to having any visitors of any kind. I'm so- shocked. It was a little strange when people were asking us for directions and like just coming to our campus. But I think administration, they really did a good job of prioritizing the students. Like they, they made sure there's always a spot for Asbury students inside of Hughes, you know, even when like it was the lines were filling up and, you know, like they made sure to save a spot for Gen Z and for Asbury students inside of that space if we still wanted to come and worship. And also they did a good job. You know, safety was a big concern. You know, you've got thousands and thousands of people, of course, coming to our campus. And so they they really did a good job of amping up security. And it really felt like whatever administration needed, like God just provided, like being able to talk to some of them like afterwards. Like it's like the first day when like they needed food, someone just came in with pizzas or like when they needed porta potties, like someone just came in and donated and like 
Like it just like God just kept providing for administration and they did a really good job of, you know, staying humble, you know, following what the Lord wanted and, and handling the whole situation. Yeah. So. That first week was a little bit more. There, there was there was a very obvious buildup. The first two days were predominantly students, as you can imagine, and slowly uh, students from uh, University of Kentucky started flowing in, and we started getting college students from around and then people from town. By Saturday, the whole place was at capacity. Hughes Auditorium was completely full, flowing out the door full. Mm. And from there, um, there was definitely a shift in the culture at Asbury in general, just because now from that Saturday and those next, uh, that next week and a half people, thousands upon thousands of people, as AJ mentioned, were just started rolling in and it changed Asbury's culture. A lot of students got a little nervous, a little scared at the time. Um, there were a lot of things that were handled very well. And then I think some things were handled not as well. And the fact of the matter is there's never going to be an event like this that goes perfect. God's work. Course, yeah. um, so it's debatable how everything should have been handled. Uh, I think that the administration did amazing. And I, I think that they really, really prioritized the hearts of the students and Gen Z in general, um, just wanting to make sure that our generation could see what God was doing. Um, it would have been nice if they would have canceled classes for a little bit. And that's a question a lot of people, a lot of people really do assume that classes sure. were canceled. And I see that in news articles and stuff. I can assure you they were not. <laughs> and so by like a lot of students, the students' presence at Hughes was strongest in that first week. And then some students are getting nervous and scared. A little bit of scattering happened when, you know, thousands of people started rolling to our sure. door, understandably. Uh, and then, you know, people like me, I had homework. I was drowning in my homework and it wasn't stopping. So I had to take some time to go back, uh, leave Hughes and, and, and be in my homework. And, you know, I wish I wish I didn't have to do that. Um, but there was definitely a chaotic nature to that many people being. Oh, of course. Actually. And the campus was partially divided on whether or not we should or should not do that. And I think my and AJ's personal opinion is let the Lord do what he wants to do in his people. And we should have no control over that. So, um, you know, it, it was, it was definitely different, very unique, but I'm, I'm very thankful. I think we we were both very, very thankful that we got to have that very unique experience of the world coming to our doorstep. Very cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, something that you brought up also reminds me of, you know, challenges that folks that are involved with churches or really dialed into their faith lives, no matter what their ages are, struggle with. And that is the the time, right? That there are going to be times in our lives where we may feel like God is calling us to something or we we are just called and inspired to be part of something larger than ourselves. And it may not have to do with our homework load. It might not have to do with our jobs. It might not have to do with any of those things. Um, but there's this sense that, that it's important to be able to be present and to figure out the balance of that. So I can imagine that was a challenge for you. And I would love to assure you that that challenge never, you know, like goes away as you age, but it, it doesn't. Life just continues to get busy. So you really have to continue to figure out ways to carve out intentional time to be with God, whatever that looks like and whatever it means, right? Absolutely. Um, so here we are a year out. 
um, one of the interesting pieces of revivals, right, is um, eventually they do end in theory, right? Um, and the questions start to rise up about, you know, what were what were the long lasting impacts of it or, or what's the big so what, right? Like, was this just a nice story from 2023 uh, or is there the possibility of some lives being changed or some communities being changed because of the experience? So with the two of you here, that that's kind of where I want to end our time together is asking that question about looking back a year out. Um, do you see things differently or do you do things differently because of your experiences with the outpouring? Um, and maybe if not for yourself, for other students that you might know, or even for the way that the campus operates or the community looks. If there was no lasting effects from this and this was just a man, that was fun. I don't know what the point of it was, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And you know, on, on social media, you see that there was a period of time on TikTok, all sorts of social media platforms where the outpouring was being talked about. This was something that you could see happening, and then it went away. But everything on social media goes away eventually. That's not the stuff we care about. Um, and our president was talking about that yesterday. We had the outpouring celebration at at, at school yesterday. Oh, sure. And um, it, it was a great worship event, but... And it did not start a second outpouring or whatever, obviously. But but the point is, um, that's stuff like that. That impact um, or cultural impact is less important to us than what's happening in the hearts of the people that came. Um, we're also a year out, so it's hard. It's really hard to put a pin on exactly what the lasting results of this are going to be because a lot of what happened was a lot of hearts of college students changed and they haven't gone out into the world yet. Um, Good point. We're very optimistic that um, this is the beginning of something much greater than simply two weeks of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? um, as far as the student body goes, it's, it's completely changed us. Um, I know me and AJ have been, radically changed um inside out from this event and i guess i guess one way of saying it would be that any just about anyone that went to that event that had their heart open to change into what the lord was doing Mm. cannot leave that place and believe that jesus is not lord um it is so ingrained in the students that were there in the people that were there that that is truth. And that is what's most important. Um, and that's changed. That's going to change our lives forever. I, I will, I will be forever impacted by that event. Um, and it, it was cool with the, uh, freshman class coming in this next semester. We have, we have different names for our classes. So, uh, we're called the Ignite class, the juniors, uh, the the sophomores that were the freshmen during the outpouring were uh, the restored class, funny enough. Okay. Over. So this next class was called the beloved class. And so they got to come in after we, we uh, upperclassmen got to experience this thing. And we just poured into these freshmen. And it's really weird seeing the, really quick growth 
of the freshmen compared to us as freshmen. And it's been astronomical, really. The spiritual mm. imaginations of us and the freshmen have expanded astronomically. And we're just, we just believe that the Lord can do these amazing things. So yeah, we'll, we'll sometimes go into Hughes and Hughes Chapel has lasted till like 7 PM in the evening. Again, yeah. we're like, is this outpouring thing happening again? No, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's another gift from the Lord. He keeps giving us gifts. He keeps providing us with these things. I'm not sure why, but it's, it truly is amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing to see like what's happened here on campus. And it's been also cool to like hear and see of like other students going and sharing. Uh, I know me and Sam have both had opportunities where we've gone and shared at churches or conferences or things like that. And a lot of other students have done that too, um, which has been really amazing because I just feel like anytime we share, it's just like the spirit of the Lord is just moving in that place. Like, very similarly and like i just seen so many lives affected by even just a student's testimony of what happened in that place like somewhere else and it's i mean the word lord really worked in my life like leading up to the outpouring and during it of like like i remember the service of the week before so zach mirkreeps right the guy that that spoke he yeah. spoke the very week before about like um both of his sermons were about romans 12 and how to love other people. And I feel like through that, like over that week leading up to it, like God had really like challenged me on how to, how I was loving other people and my thoughts and my actions that I hadn't even thought of before. And so he was kind of shaping me and forming me until like up until the outpouring that week leading up to it. So it was really cool um to see that change in my life and how that has led to you know past that of of what of taking everything i learned in that week before and like really seeing the effects of like god's love and what loving other people like does and, and the effects that it had so i thought that was a really cool thing to see and uh, it was it really changed my life for sure yeah, that's incredible. And thank you guys for sharing those stories. You know, uh, another part of our tradition really has a little bit to do with sharing testimonies, right? And, and sharing faith stories. And, uh, for any youth leaders that happen to be listening out there, um, and feel your heart strings being tugged at a little bit or thinking about transformational stories of your own, um, the, having young people share their stories and share their testimonies really can be a powerful part of any ministry. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful for both of you guys stepping up and being willing to, you know, sit down for half an hour and answer a few questions and, and look back a little bit. So, um, Sam and AJ, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, prayers as you continue on in your junior years at Asbury. Um, and of course, uh, those prayers will continue on into your senior year and, uh, for the rest of your community as y'all get launched out to bring that, uh, outpouring and that love and kind of that revival spirit out into the world. So thank you guys. Absolutely. Bless you, Chris. Appreciate it.